Bienvenue dans le podcast de Danny Coin. Oh, I'm impressed. I am not. That is, te- that is nothing like Google Translate said the pronunciation should be, but those are the words it says. So, welcome to the Final Corner Podcast. I'm joined once again by Tom, Ned at attraction.gg. Bonsoir. Ça va? Ça va. And Nick, who I almost killed on Monday, uh, the last lap of a race. <laughs> so, nice you're still here. Yes, nice you're still here, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, glad you're still alive. Possible track limits on that one. Yeah, oh, that was so (laughs) sketchy. Not in real life, people. Granted, there's no sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very, very close to a murder. Love it when you say that. (laughs) There's been a murder. So, Paul Ricard. French Grand Prix. uh, One of my least favourite tracks. Not a bad race, after all. Yeah, I... I know, Spain and France this year. I know what's going on. I think you should yeah. uh, not like tracks and races more often, Colin, and then we might actually have something interesting, if that's the, the trend. Well, the problem is I really like the next two races at the Red Bull Ring. Uh-oh. <laughs> so yeah. we're, uh, we're guaranteed a, a stinker at those. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. not. But yeah, Paul Ricard. Uh, Red Bull had a lot of momentum going into it. It was pretty widely expected that Mercedes would stage a fight back. Uh, didn't really happen at the start, anyway, through qualifying. It looked like it was going to go the other way in the race, but ultimately, still fell away with Red Bull. I think we predicted that... Oh, I certainly felt like Mercedes would win this one. Yeah. Yeah, me too. We were wrong. Mm. There's, looked, there's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it looked like uh, everything was going in their favour. With the rear wings gone, flexi rear wings gone this week, and then the new tyre rules, which were expected to hurt Red Bull. Yeah, two PSI more, I think it was. Not inconsiderable. Hmm. No. Um, And they had new engines as well, the Red Bulls. Alright, well, certainly all of that did not diminish their performance. (laughs) No, no. Uh, Hindsight... Mercedes are in a bit of trouble, I think. Yeah, if this is the track where we thought, oh, they're going to stick it to them, back on form, and with these mm. rule changes kicking in, and they still didn't... I mean, they were there or thereabouts, right? But I think Max in the Red Bull had the ultimate pace, certainly in qualifying. Yeah. Right? Mm. So I agree, Colin. I think... Um, uh-oh, all of a sudden they're on the back foot. Yeah. Well, not all of a sudden, but... You know. Yeah. So, really, the, I think we covered last week, the only bit of news going to the weekend was Espan Ocon was given a new contract mm. for the next few years, which yep. was surprising, and he celebrated that by being completely anonymous, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is just what you want at your home Grand Prix when you've just mm. signed a new two or three year deal. Yep. Yeah, it's the first long contract I think he's had as well. Mm. That should give us confidence, though. But yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. the long contract... Made him a bit, not lazy, but less motivated because out-qualified mm. and out-raced by Alonso. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a brown weekend for him. But no. I think we'll start with qualifying then. And yeah. we have to start with our favourite Japanese driver, who, Yuki Shinoda, who oh. immediately puts it in the wall and brings out a red flag on his Classic. first flying lap, I think, through turn one and yeah. two. Yeah, <laughs> on his first call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, 
Not a smooth move, that, was it? I mean, how harmless spin if it didn't make the barrier. Yeah. Mm. And it was it was really weird. I know Brundle was obsessed with it, but that sort of booty shake was a bit weird, right? Yeah, it was like a... Never mind a flexi rear wing, it was a flexi rear yeah. wing. <laughs> it was... It was quite mental, that, but the surface looked like it was... Um, it was like corrugated way. iron. It was, uh, that's what the effect that's, that's that it, it yeah. looked like <laughs> he was driving across. Yeah. I was like, why? This The rest of the track doesn't have that surface, does it? I don't... No, well, not that I've noticed anyway, no. So unfortunately, he found the one area that would... I don't know, maybe if that, that shaking broke the gearbox before he even smacked the wall. You never know, right? Yeah, because he couldn't get moving after that, could he? It was only a light kiss with the wall. Vettel had a similar kiss um, in FP1 and was fine. Mm. Yeah, I think Sonoda just needs to calm down a bit though because that was his first flying lap in quality in a session that he should have comfortably been mm. doesn't need to be all out aggressive straight away that's fair but that seems to be his style though maximum attack or go home mm. yeah I'm there <laughs> he's going to have a lot of repair bills for AlphaTauri this year if it keeps going the way he has because he's, he's destroyed two gearboxes now uh, and two fours I think yep. so this one they had to change the four but also because they didn't have the same spec four available they end up having to start from the pit lane which yes. I suppose didn't really hurt them because they were already starting from last but that's a lot of damage to do already yeah. it's just and not ideal is it if only there was some more red paint in there uh, <laughs> We had mentioned, well, Tom, I think Tom had mentioned last week about the bracingness of the red paint. Yeah. We saw that mostly mm-hmm. in practice, where it just kills your tyres if you go over it and try and slow down. Just completely shreds the tyres, yeah, and we've seen in practice with, like, Science and, as we mentioned already, Vettel, they have, like, not just flat spots. Well, they are flat spots, right, but through to the canvas. Yeah. Mm. And I'm yeah. not even convinced it's it slows them down that much. Runoffs. I don't think it does at all, like, compared to a gravel or yeah. whatever. Um, Schumacher, who we'd be coming to in a second, for instance, I don't think he would have had damage to the car if that was a gravel trap, because I don't think he'd have made it to the wall. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Schumacher crashes in qualifying, is that what you're referring to? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've got a bud to pick about that. But maybe I don't want to jump ahead too much. But yeah, you're right. In that incident there, I was kind of thinking, well, if that was even just like... I feel like if it was just plain asphalt, yeah, I almost feel it's hard to tell, right? But I almost feel like it speeds it up a bit when it's uh, dusty, which it was. Yep, um, they seem to slide over the top. It yep. just ruins the tires. It doesn't seem to slow them down, and because the tires are locking up on it, you also can't come off the brakes essentially to yeah. turn out of it. It seems. Yeah, and I, I, the dust is a good touch. point. Yeah, I feel like maybe this surface in a, in a lab is proven to be grippier. Mm-hmm. But then you can't account for weather. No. And they can't I don't know if they've got like machines to clean it or something, but yeah, not fun. Not fun. <laughs> no, me neither. I just don't think it should be a thing. I guess that gravel would potentially roll a car. They're trying to avoid that. But if you have a track like Red Bull Ring where it's got a bit of combination of grass, gravel, curb, asphalt, that seems to Yeah. It's where they place them on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be a better compromise than, than this weird, I don't know, painted asphalt. Yeah, no, I agree with that. 
Nick Collins sitting there thinking, oh, I love it. What are you talking about? It's my favourite. No, I hate it. It's just, it looks stupid. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, as you say, I'm not convinced it works properly either to stop a car. No. Paul Ricard used to have, didn't have that, but he never used to have really grass or gravel. He actually used to kind of have that sort of yellowy surface that Sonoda found. Yeah. But <laughs> less abrasive. Seems to manage okay in the past. Is it, I think because it's built as a test track, isn't it? This yeah. version of it. Yep. I think that's one of the reasons it's there. It's not built for racing on. Would you rather go back to Manuco? That's the question. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, Me neither. People no. were posting a lot about Manuco pre-race. Really? And they seemed to wish for it back. Roast into spectacles, that. Yeah. But I remember some of the races in the last few years and they were brutal to watch nothing happened it was always the worst I think I remember even before the last race Bernie Eccleston was interviewed like on the grid by Martin and even he was saying oh we're never back here ever again <laughs> like before the race even started so I, I think it is a bit rose tinted spectacles I don't know yeah. that was a couple, couple of decent races oh sorry calling after you no, no. I just remember. I think there was a couple of these races where I think it was Coulthard and Schumacher. Schumacher had the fight, but I can't remember anything else ever happening at that. You track. see that race? Not sure it was a good race. Even Coulthard mm. gave the bird right, so that was a good battle within a race. <laughs> but and every year we used to go. Everywhere F one used to go there. Um, they'd like tweak the last chicane, right? I remember there was yeah. multiple different. And it still didn't. No, that wasn't the bit that was the. <laughs> it, it was it, the whole thing combined. I mean, well, Dijon still exists. Sense, but that's about it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Dijon, yeah. I was trying to think of other French That still tracks. exists, probably not to FIA grade. Nagaro, that's another track in uh, France. Po, Po would be amazing, but you can't have I was thinking of Po, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or somewhere new. Or how about this? We just call the Monaco Grand Prix slash France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to go back to Monaco. I've had enough in Monaco. Yeah, but just one a year. Just dual <sighs> entitlement. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, so back to quality. Q1, um, Stroll, I think, loses his lap. Yeah. His first time lap for track mm-hmm. limits. Endlessly hearing about track limits these days, and I've, I've had enough of it. But Well, on that, they added it the morning of qualifying to that corner, right? Yeah. They did. Yeah, turn six, I think it was. Yeah, Virage de la Sandre. Something French. <laughs> Very well pronounced, yeah. yeah. I thought I'd nailed it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It's a right hander before you go. There's a right and then there's a left kink on it in the back straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's the one. And so four wheels over onto the paint. Because mm. um, the, the, the as you're exiting that corner is slightly a unique curve. It sort of widens. Yeah. It's quite tight on entry, but then widens on exit. So they're using like this bit. And there was um, quite a few infractions in qualifying and FP3, I think. Mm-hmm. And the Stroll one is close. It is, it is a close thing. Uh, but he is over the line, so that's a rule. And that is a mistake on his part, because then he wasn't able to set another lap, basically. Yeah. Well, he, he did go out again and try to set another yep. lap, but hit traffic and decided mm-hmm. to abandon it. Yep. Um, and mm-hmm. then Mick Schumacher decided to ruin everyone's day at the end of the session by putting his car on the barrier while people I think Russell was almost at the end of his lap and I think Stroll was just yeah. 
starting his lap, his final run. Mm-hmm. I think Russell was and actually coming out the final corner. Yeah. Because he was really annoyed to start with until he realised he was through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was only 2,000 for a second ahead of Latifi as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, so close. I did write that down. Like, that, that is squeaky bum. Yeah, so it was really close for George. But it was a good lap he was, at, he was on, mm-hmm. but Schumacher puts it in the wall and there's an immediate red flag. Which I wasn't too happy about, but then I remembered the discussion that they had at, at yeah. Baku over the radio where no one was observing the waved yellows or the double waved yellows. Mm-hmm. So I uh, think this is a new Michael Massey stance yeah. where if you're not going to obey the yellows, I'll just stick it a red flag every time. Interesting. Yeah, that's he a fair point. He's taking a hard line stance, I think, with the teams as well. I don't know if you heard the um, thing from practice when they... I can't remember who the team was. I think it was Mercedes were saying about how Bottas damaged his front wing going over the curbs on the exit of two. Oh, Red Bull, two. I, think. I think that was Max. Oh, was it Max? Yeah. They wanted the part back. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, uh, yes. That would yeah. have been, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Red Bull. But yeah, he just wasn't having any of it. He's saying, basically saying, well, the car shouldn't be out there. It's their own fault. <laughs> Ah, maybe it's a different one. Yeah, I'm thinking of when uh, Red Bull like went over the curb there and the part fell off, and they were like, "Yep, we'll get you back later." Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think Bottas took a chunk out his front wing. Right, early on as well. I'm sorry, it's one where that, I think they said it was tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of damage, which I don't think it was. I think he was just trying to get a point across. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I quite like the um, track limits. I just wish it was more consistent. Oh, you quite yeah. like the track limits. Well, the fact that they are sort of holding them to them, but it's only in certain yeah, that's places. Fair. Yeah, I think maybe the beef is the the circuit's design, which means they have to be enforced. Is that is that fair, Colin? No. Yeah, it's case. I'm just tired of hearing about track limits endlessly <laughs> every single weekend, every session. That is it Formula just... One now for the rest of life. Yeah, it's just, it feels like you're just hearing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's just frustrating to watch and hear. But I understand I'm not going to argue against enforcing yeah. track limits. I'm just fed mm. up of hearing about it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to mention that, you know, when Schumacher m- m- causes a red flag, he then progresses into Q2. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of that. No, they need to bring in a rule where you lose your time. Yep. Yeah. Instant um, pan hammer. Yeah, because Raikkonen ends up 17th, but he would have probably made it through. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Stroll would have made it through. Yep. And then you would have had Masbin, Latifi, Schumacher, and then it would be between Russell and Giovinazzi who would go out then. Mm-hmm. I'd probably guess it would be Russell, yeah. given I mean, the gap. But. W- with this rule set, I'm not saying this would ever happen, but if you were Haas or Williams... You could crash at this point in the session every weekend and make it through to Q2, right? But not that they can afford the parts. But if they were genuinely like a slow team with some well-funded stuff and didn't want to put the driver at risk and stuff, you know, you could do the whole um, Renault at Singapore thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just Nikita, please put it in the wall. Yeah, there you go. Turn eight every week. They don't even need to ask. (laughs) No. No. It was an okay lap from Schumacher, so it'd have been, it'd yeah. been relatively close. But yeah, I might yeah. agree. They need to bring in that rule because we're seeing so many red flags now in qualifying. Yeah, with this hard line. 
Yep, and also so many mad drivers who put it on the wall every week. So, yeah, they, they need to bring that in soon. Yeah. Q2, um, Russell end up 14th. Reasonable for him. Giovinazzi just ahead. And then Vettel and Ocon missing out, which I don't think really was too much of a surprise. Aston Martin didn't look great, and Ocon was never really on the pace at all. Yeah, I suppose Ocon finished P11, so first of the three tyre pickers. Mm. Mm. That's the only upside to that. Yeah, not much happened in Q2. No, just Darren. That was the the main thing. Oh, Darren. (laughs) This is when the McLaren race engineer called Daniel Darren. Yes, who's apparently the strategist that he talks to at base. Oh, well, that's fair enough. If you're talking to someone that's called Darren and then going to Daniel... I know, but it still sounds funny. It's it's not (laughs) as bad as... um, What was Nico Rosberg called? Uh, It was something like Laura, wasn't it? I don't know, I can think (laughs) of a few names, but... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then so then Nico Rosberg replied with "All right, Darren" or whatever, and he wasn't called that, you know, in, mm. in response. Oh, he, I think he was called a female name after he won a race at Monza. <laughs> you have to hunt that, that clip down. It's it's a oh, classic. I have to look for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like oh yeah, it's Nicola. He gets called Nicola. That's it. <laughs> that makes a bit more sense then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I went with Laura. <laughs> that must be a Skoda thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, all that happening. Yeah. Two, pretty much. Not much going yeah. on there. No. Uh, Q3, Ricardo ends up 10th. Alonso, Norris ahead. And then the Ferraris pull out a 5th and a 7th. With Sainz and Leclerc, which I thought was a great lapse from them. Sainz are qualifying Leclerc there. Mm. And, well, well, we've said this many times, though. They seem to be very quick in qualifying and, and then have weird things in the race. I'm sure we'll come to that. Mm. But good luck from mm. Sainz for me. Yep. Oh, on um, your favourite Gasly. Gasly, P6, as usual. Standard. How, how, yeah, somebody needs to pick him up. <laughs> and then you had your Perez, Bottas, Hamilton, Verstappen, top four. Your expected top four, really, yeah. order. Mm, yeah, although you kind of think Ish. Bottas getting back to form again, past Perez a bit there. Mm. Yeah, Perez was half a second off Verstappen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem to struggle all weekend here, but it's uh, I've looked back and he's always kind of struggled at this track. Yeah. Oh really? Plus he's he consistently half a second behind Max in quali at the moment. Hmm. Much closer in the race, I think. But Formula One didn't race in France last year, did it? No. Mm-mm. No. Well, I'm just checking ago. the 2019 results here. So Max Verstappen on qualifying did a 29-4. And Gasly did a 31.1. All right, so there's six tenths between them there. So at least Perez is um, half a second. He's one tenth quicker than that. Mm. But if it was in 2019, half a second behind Max would have put... Oh, uh, he would have qualified in eighth, would have Perez. So I think the point that I'm trying to struggle to articulate is that it's still not quite close enough. And no. Gasly and Albon, who were sort of within the half a second range in qualifying, were lambasted. Mm-hmm. And I think an element that's helping Perez a bit now is that the, there is such a, a gap between Red Bull and the rest of the midfield. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, I see what you're saying. In 2019 and 2020, Red Bull was the second fastest car, but it was it was closer to the, the following mm-hmm. pack. Mm-hmm. And that, that accentuated 
Albon and Gasly's issues because then they're behind more cars on the grid. Mm. Perez can be half a second behind and still be in fourth. Interesting, yeah. that's all. Yeah. I think Perez is better at coming through the field, though, because when he has been in that sort of eighth position, he makes progress. Correct. Whereas Gasly definitely didn't, and Albon was... Sometimes he would, sometimes he wouldn't. Yeah, Albon would probably only ever do it if he had a tyre advantage, right, on alternative mm. strategy. But it's still, I just... I, we keep going back to it. I keep going back to it too often, but... Uh, it's not like his light years... I just I just feel that Gasly and Albon would have had a fair shake of it if they were in this year's car. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I digress. Again. No, I, I I do agree with that. Yeah, they'd have a better chance and they'd have a better confidence, and then they'd have, mm. you know, then it start doesn't snowball. Because Perez yeah, is there as well in race pace, I suppose, quicker than them, where he can like capitalize if stuff goes wrong, which is fair. Which is an improvement over the other two. He just has that experience, doesn't he? So he knows. Yeah. That he doesn't need to panic when he doesn't quite get there. He can right. just rely on his racecraft. Whereas I do think yep. Albon, in particular, seems to have big confidence mm -hmm. issues. Yep, that's true. But yeah, Max on pole. Max on pole. Mm. Uh, fairly comfortable two and a half to inside the Hamilton. Surprised by that. Mm. Bottas was a little bit closer at Hamilton, only a tenth behind. Mm -hmm. He's been talked up as a as a resurgence from Valtteri. Only being a 10th behind Hamilton, which isn't bad, to be, to be fair, in the Mercedes. But P3? He was quickest in Q2 as well. Not that that really matters. but <laughs> No. Bottas was quickest all weekend until it mattered. Yeah. yeah. As usual. Or as it used to be last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. P1, so I suppose P1. it is a resurgence. Yeah. Return to form. That's better, yeah. So, yeah, indeed. Race. Let's cover the let's cover the lead battle, the top four. Mm -hmm. So, Verstappen, Hamilton, and Bottas get pretty even starts. Uh, Perez gets a pretty poor start and is being challenged by Sainz. Max is clear in the turn one. No issues with Hamilton, but he loses his ear and exit turn one and ends up going off at two. Doesn't take the escape road. It, because he doesn't need to, apparently, because he made turn one. Um, but it does allow Hamilton through and Bottas right in the back of him. It was exciting, I thought. Yeah. I understand why um, Max doesn't have to take the escape road, so I'm absolutely fine with that. Yeah. Um, there's some other stuff later on in the race, which I think was a bit contradictory to that, which we'll cover in a bit. And it set up a really interesting race then, because arguably the quickest driver was didn't have the good track position. Mm -hmm. And so then you've got Max Hamilton and Bottas all within this DRS chain while Perez is sort of falling back, which we think might be tyre management, right? Yeah. And Max had punishment enough from losing position. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, lively, lively start, but mm. really, it's kind of a mistake for Max to just do that on his own. Yeah, so we're it's blaming the wind down in it turn one all weekend, but hmm. I'm a bit dubious. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Shinoda spun there. At least he caught it. Yeah, true. Yeah, very true. Um, but it's just yeah, but a strange one because he was so so far ahead of Hamilton. He really didn't need to worry. Strange mistake. Yep. But yeah, Perez hanging back looks like he was out of the race, but actually played a blinder for Red mm. Bull. Yeah. 
we've yeah, always said they want someone sitting in fourth to help them in the strategy Correct. and that's exactly what they got this weekend I thought you were going to pull out the trope that oh Perez is good with tyres yeah <laughs> which everyone loves to say right uh, yeah but it's true sometimes to be fair it's probably easy to be good on tyres if you're half a second slower than the <laughs> car in front mm-hmm. every single lap it's, uh, yeah if you if you can and you're probably right with the buffer that Red Bull have got to the midfield that he can drive half a second down a lap yeah. and not be in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Like, once he's clear of science at the start, he's got mm-hmm. a pace advantage even if he's slower than Max. So, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't really matter this year. It kind of flutters to deceive a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, early on as well, Hamilton's straight on the radio about tyres. <laughs> These <laughs> tyres are made of jelly. I don't know what he said. But <laughs> what I thought was quite funny was Bottas, the next lap, they were like, how are your tyres? And he was like, Ah, the graining, but it doesn't affect grip in any way. I was like, <laughs> oh, you've just undermined the team, mm. the team strategy of panicked radio calls there. Yeah, you, you never know how much of Lewis's games or if he is actually oh, struggling. I, I think it's all games. I think there's a code. Yeah. There's if he says a specific term, they know he's actually struggling. I don't know what that is yet. Not f- figured it out yet. No, <laughs> but the, help. the me- the mediums <laughs> definitely uh, seem to be wearing harder than they thought they would. Yeah. Yeah. And Everyone then, talked post race about the, the sudden drop off or mm. the surprise amount of wear. Mm. Bottas then made a mistake going through three and four, which is, if you want to get the names up, I think Hotel and mm-hmm. Camp. Yeah, <laughs> Hotel and Camp. It just runs a bit deep, then goes across the mm. inside of the corner, across the blue lines, but then he doesn't take the. Yes, Long lap penalty. I thought that as well, and I'm surprised nothing else was mentioned in the commentary or that there was no investigation on it. Yeah, no. so is that similar? To, oh, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but just quickly to divulge, or, uh, dip into this. Is that the same sort of line Mick Schumacher took? Yeah, yeah. And Mick Schumacher did this crazy, like almost handbrake turn to left to make the. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it long lap penalty because that makes sense. Mm. Uh, around this bollard and lost a load of time on lap four. He was fighting. Um, oh, it was his teammate, and he didn't lose it in turn three. I felt like he was just sort of forced wide at the entry of turn four, but he still did it. Yeah. So maybe he could have got away with it, but that's where the grey area is. Yeah, these exactly. extra I'm loops sure you have to do. Is. Yeah, because he was pushed wide in a fight, so Correct. you can say it's probably harsh for him to take it. Whereas yep. Bottas mm-hmm. just missed his breaking point, and walked up. Yeah. So surely he should be more penalised than Mick was, but for some reason yeah. he got away with it. If Bottas gets away with that, then can't you just drive across any part of the track you want at any time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's the dangerous precedent there. It's tricky to umpire, but at the same time, it's uh, if we're talking earlier about oh, hard and fast rules with certain things, that was a weird one. Yeah. I think it could be simply that it's meant to be if you go effectively straight on at turn three, yeah. you're supposed to take it. Right. As opposed to being the um, that being the right hander rather than the left hander of the chicane. Yeah, we're talking here, and it could be that Haas mis- misinterpreted the rules, right? Well, yeah. it may very well just be Sh- uh, Schumacher rather than the team. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, I don't That's... think he would have had time to be told by the team to do it. No, no. It was a snap decision he made. Right. I was thinking more like when they're on the track walk and they're explaining it. But you're right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're both we're both right and both wrong in equal parts there. <laughs> but. 
that actually proved to be quite a crucial mistake for Bottas because mm-hmm. it triggered the pit stops. Uh, he had to mm. come in for safety reasons because of a vibration, which mm-hmm. was going to blow the suspension at any point, apparently, according to Mercedes. So he pits first at the lead drivers, comes out on the hards, and Max responds the lap after. And I think Mercedes cost himself the race here by mm-hmm. waiting with Lewis. They wait two laps after Valtteri to bring Lewis in. I think the lap 19 he comes in. Lap 19 yeah. to 20. Um, and yeah, that's where they mess it up. They seem to expect that the undercut was worth one and a half seconds. And Verstappen was three seconds behind when he came into pits. And they came out the pits side by side. And Max goes past. So it seems a, a strange mistake from yeah. they obviously just misjudged the tyre times but you saw in the midfield we're jumping a bit here but saw in the midfield the undercut was really powerful because yep. Leclerc undercut three cars and Ricardo managed to undercut two cars so surely since I've seen that so I've seen the lap mm. times that Bottas yeah. was doing and reacted it's the comparison to Bottas which I don't understand it's easy for us to sit yeah. here but like what 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 was the thought process process there I'm not I'm, I've no idea because clearly Red Bull reacted straight to Bottas they weren't coming in until he did well yeah. we, we're presuming there right yeah but. I think Mercedes knew that the tyres weren't going to last but they still wanted to do a one stop mm. and so that's why they were reluctant to bring Hamilton in but then uh, by not running extra longer on that on that yeah. stint you've compromised both strategies mm-hmm. yeah. or both exactly, yeah. uh, ways around it so you either react and then have worse tyres like everyone else at the end, but keep track position. Or you don't react and stay out just long and carry on your own thing, knowing that it might come back to you later. So it might be behind, but it might have fresher tyres at the end of the race. Or this weird thing in the middle, which didn't help anybody. No, it was only one lap longer than Max. And yeah. it, was, yeah. it was a crucial one lap longer. Even yep. if, you, if you've got a free second margin, you think the undercut's only one in, worth one and a half. Why take the risk? Because you yeah. know that Mercedes are always slower in the pit stops. And mm. Mercedes have a lot more problems in Red Bull in the pit stops. Yep. Why take the risk? Why, why not bring him in at the same time as Max? I think Red Bull forced the issue um, by, first of all, doing that stop with Max. But also, I think Mercedes had their strategy changed both times. I think they wanted to do a one-stop. Mm. And then they had to react. And so they came in. I think at that point, they were going to switch to a two-stop. But then later on, with uh, Max doing a second stop before them, I don't think they had the choice to do it then. Yep. So they then had to stay with the one stop. If they were doing a two stop, they had to react first almost. Exactly, and they were second, at least with Lewis, both mm. times. Yeah. Perez just hanging back out about, well, about 15 seconds behind after he makes his eventual stop. He goes about... But seven or eight laps longer. He's he's leading mm-hmm. up front, and did he did he let uh, Max pass at one point, or was that later on in the race? I think that was later on. I think Max was Sorry. catching, and then the the bottom in. Right. But so he comes out, and he's about eighteen seconds behind. Kind of sits about fifteen seconds behind the, the mm-hmm. lead. But what what? I understand Mercedes were in a bit of a quandary then because if the they had pity for the second stop, they'd be behind Perez. Mm. And given how quick Red Bull were in the straights, they just didn't think they'd get past, which is fair fair enough. 
Yeah, yeah. but if you've got DRS and fresher rubber, well, you, you should. I think Paul DeResta looked at one point at the speeds on the straight when I think Lewis was a Max's DRS and there was only two kilometres an hour difference between the two. Yeah. So it, it, it didn't look like a big advantage for them. But what, what puzzled me about the second stop was that Mercedes were talking over the radio about doing it and doing it first and then they hang about and wait and Max gets yeah. a jump on them. Like, sure, if you're thinking about doing the second and you're talking about it, just do it. Just pull the mm-hmm. trigger with one of your cars and do it. But they just seem to faff about again. Seems like, apart from uh, early on in the race, in, in Bahrain, we were saying, like, oh, well, Mercedes has shown that Red Bull how to do the strategy. Now it's <laughs> actually the tables have turned every race, seemingly at the minute. You know, yeah. under pressure, it's, Mercedes seems to be crumbling in that regard. It just seemed indecisive, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe they've got too many chefs. To react. Yeah, possibly. You don't you don't know that because they've had. I know they said the word easy. It's never easy, but they've had more dominant performances in the last few years. They've not yeah. maybe had to use, do these difficult decisions, and now they might be finding that they've got a personnel structure that's not appropriate. Mm. Because they got it, they got it right in Bahrain, they got it right in Spain this year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then since then they've got it wrong. Yeah, uh, almost every every time. Mm. Whether that's strategy calls or slow pit stops, or wheel nuts that don't remove. Hmm. It's uh, yeah. The, the cracks are starting to show on a mm. team that looked like a well-oiled machine. But it has it, been a long time though since they've had to fight yep. two people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it was Ferrari, it was mostly just Seb. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Especially in the reckoning years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, yes, you, you're correct. So, Matt. Perez lets Max pass after Max is on the second stop. I do apologise for that earlier. Just wanted to uh, yeah. mention that. But then uh, then we have like things like when the stop happens, like the Mercedes team crumbles live publicly on the radio while well, one half of it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Valtteri, who... I don't know if he's doing himself any any better chances over the I'm radio. not sure. By screaming over the radio, his teammate will get a new contract. But he could have vented his frustration at not being put on the two-stop. And to be fair to him, he did call really early that he wanted to go into a two-stop. Yeah. yeah. And they ignored him. Mm. And I think they... Basically, I think they've sacrificed what Valtteri wanted to try and give a buffer for Lewis. I think yeah. he was a sacrificial lamb. I was thinking, why haven't they... Why did they not at least split the strategy and put Bottas into a two-stop? Mm-hmm. And I think it's to hold. it was to try and hold up Max if Lewis yeah. is doing the one-stop, right? Yeah. Which nearly worked. Well, except that Bottas put on the worst defensive move I've ever seen. When <laughs> <laughs> Max came near him. Uh, what, so, what happened? What? Oh dear. So come along at the Mistral Street into yep. the, the chicane. Um, Valtteri's driving his line and then decides to go ultra defensive into the corner and goes so far left it's ridiculous so he's basically turned the corner into the narrowest like yeah, angle he possibly shallow. could then he goes deep into the corner and Max just drives around the just side does of a him. cut back yeah. yeah nice and easy and it was pretty pathetic from Valtteri also Valtteri almost tried to fight it kind of around the outside of scene mm. yeah senior, it would not happen 
with those tyres especially. So he's on, he's on more rubber, and then he's got a lot of rubbish on them, which I'm wondering actually affected him later on in the race. If it if it sort of helped degrade the tyres or pick up a lot of rubbish on there that never quite wore, wore out. Um, yeah, David Coulthard said uh, they should take that clip, play it in driving instructor lessons, <laughs> and show how not to defend. <laughs> yeah. He's, it, it was so bizarre. It's like he panicked. Mm. It's like yeah. Well, he had a job to do at that point. Then he almost like, oh, oh, yeah. I think he was just on tilt from that whole thing at the beginning. He mm. just didn't seem to recover. Maybe head's gone. Yeah, mm. it was just mega defensive too early, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was it, like, oh yeah, I don't know. Just Max, Max wasn't even near him really, to be honest. No, it wasn't. He wasn't going to go for it that lap. It might have got him after the chicane. Oh, it might have been close after the chicane, right? With the mm-hmm. Red Bull top speed. And there might have been a bit of a battle along there. Either way, it's a few tenths of a second gifted to Max. Yeah. And then if he does manage to hold off from the scene, then we probably won't get him for another lap, which is, you know, half a second. Yeah. That could have been the race win, so. Mm-hmm. For Lewis. So I think that's the only reason, yeah, like you say, why. I think one of the reasons Bottas gets fr- was frustrated as well there was that maybe he knew that was happening. Mm. Yeah. You know. But I don't think he does himself any favours. Although, which is the common consensus, right? Although, I'd like to, I'd like to see radio blow-ups about strategy, right? Because it shows they're human beings. Yeah. And, and it shows that he does care. He's, he's trying to get a good result. Andy was right in this instance. Yeah, yeah, that helps. <laughs> yeah, he, he was absolutely right. He called it early, and if they had to put him on a two-stop, it would have put Verstappen under pressure. Yeah. Um, towards the end, and I think he would have probably got Perez, um, eventually. But I think that was the worry, and yeah, try to take loose, and then Perez comes steaming past Bottas as well. There was yep. a bit of it was a bit, an investigation for track limits. But it was. I've only, I've, to admit, I've only seen the move once, and I didn't actually pick up on it. Wasn't yeah, I mean, the angle. Um, the angle they showed it from was side on, so you couldn't see that he'd run off. Mm. But yeah, he went wide on the exit of senior, but he was already well past at that point, mm. which is what the mm. um, stewards have said. I know that. I'm fine with that, but if you could set up the corner entry to deliberately run wide. Mm-hmm. That's part yeah. of the move, right? Yeah, just see you were ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was. I, was a, I, I ran off complete four wheels off after the corner, yeah. but I was. I was already ahead by the midpoint at the, at the apex. Doesn't yeah. matter. But you could set that up from the start. Mm-hmm. So that's another grey area. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't help Mercedes at that point because they then decided not to pit Bottas for the fastest lap because they thought they could hang on to Perez in case he got a penalty. Right. For running wide. Um. They finished well outside five seconds behind him anyway. So even if they were trying to do that, just a couple of laps before the end, they could have still said, we're not going to be close enough. Might as well do it. I did think it was weird how there was no fastest lap stopping from Bottas. Yeah. Well, well, another another blunder. I can see why they wouldn't if they were thinking about a penalty. Mm. Yeah. Then Verstappen closed up on Hamilton. And I thought we we're going to get a bit of a dogfight here. Um, Hamilton trying to force an error like he did in Bahrain. Trying to hold on to position with worn tyres. And uh, he just lets Max go past him. 
it doesn't yeah. doesn't really fight it. But surprised at that, uh, Nico Rosberg, I think after the race, called it soft, uh, which yes. I totally agree with. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I expect him to fight, but strange to see Lewis just give up and let it go. Yeah, I think Rosberg quoted him <laughs> saying, uh, "Close the damn door." <laughs> I I I understand that, and I would mm. normally be on board with that. I think if he pulls left like Bottas did anyway, I think Max has got such a overspeed that <laughs> it, 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 I would think it would clear him anyway. Probably. Yeah. But also, yeah, as we saw earlier in the race, you, you, you can just pass around the outside of that corner quite easy. Just yeah, because just it think, leads straight into a right next next corner. I, I don't think he should have done a Bottas and gone left, but I think he should have inhabited the middle of the track. don't know why he's yeah. inhabited there. <laughs> it worked. But, um, yeah. I think he should have made some, even just a token effort to try and put yeah. Max off or make him do a different line where he might make a mistake. Yeah, true. But there was, it was just after you. What? I, yeah, I think I think they were all just kind of resigned to it weirdly because mm-hmm. the radio message straight away after is, "All right, Lewis," and it's like the gap to Bottas behind. Not, mm-hmm. oh, you're in this slipstream. Get him, get him in the next corner. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I know he couldn't because his tires were wrecked and all that. But yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Oh, at the time, I just thought, well, look look at that. Red Bull's quicker with the DRS. He's just got no mm-hmm. chance. But yeah, at least put it in the middle. I think that's fair. You've changed my mind. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if, if that was a fight for fifth or sixth or something like that, but for the lead, I think you've got to at least attempt. Fair enough. Yeah, make it hard for Max. Force him into yeah. a mistake. Even after the race, Horner was praising Hamilton for uh, being so fair. And kind to Verstappen. <laughs> oh, really? Um, but I just—that's so unloose. I thought to just let it go. Yeah, I fair th- enough. I think uh, to be honest, the past couple of weeks has kind of thought his head's been a bit down. He's a—he uh, doesn't really seem too happy, too confident. Everything's mm. starting to go a bit wrong for him. Um, he wanted a fight, and he's got one. And I don't know if he's really relishing it, to be honest. Yeah, I think maybe he's almost getting mm. bogged down in like, um, oh, we've got the slower car. As soon as that enters your mind a bit, it's yeah. 10% of a defeat, right? I don't think it'll help him that Mercedes are sticking with the line that will stop developing this car. That's it. And oh, right. we're on the next year. Mm. Whereas Red Bull have says, basically, we're Full going for ahead. Exactly. So I think that's. Uh, can't imagine that's very encouraging for a driver to hear your team boss every week saying, "Up, oh, yeah. that's it. That's all mm. you're getting." There was also some weird comments after the race as well from Toto about Red Bull's engine. Yeah, which I saw did was debunked. Oh well, obviously argued yeah. against, right? But what, have... what were the comments? Well, he said that um, Red Bull had a new engine this weekend, and it's clearly given them a lot more power, implying that the engine was developed. Uh, whereas the engines are fixed for this year, they're not allowed to be developed. Interesting. Um, to which Horner said, I don't know where he's got that from, because this is the same engine, it's a newer engine, but it's the same engine we have had so far all year. And then I saw a headline today, but I haven't actually read the story, and I couldn't find the story when I tried to look for it, um, with Wolf saying that he stands by his comments. Oof. Well, if they've got the data to say that yeah. it's significantly quicker... I think the main thing there will be if it, is it going to be quicker in the next few races, not just this. It could be just setup right of the wing, of the aerodynamics yeah. and stuff. They're on low downfalls, and 
it was brand new engines and apparently that not just that the new engines have a bit more power because they're brand new but also the fact that the um, electrics and the engine mapping can be more aggressive because it's a newer one oh. but I just thought it was interesting that they're still kind of sniping at each other a little bit yeah, and Total Wolf and Christian Horner are going to be together for the press conference this weekend in Styria. Ah. So, of course. The F1 is also trying to stop that mm. up a bit. Well, oh, man. was trying to get them to have the row as well at one point, post-race. <laughs> Rosberg was just looking for fights everywhere. He was, That's yeah. his job now. Yeah. I know, but it's just far too obvious that that's what he's going for. It's just yeah. <laughs> annoying. On the, he's gone, oh, Jacques Villeneuve, I'll have a piece of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, every every time he's on Sky, he's just he's trying to he's either going after someone or he's trying to get other people to go at it. Yeah, I just can't unsee that uh, you know the meme. Oh, well, it's not really a meme because he did it right. Where it's like him going like this, and the yeah, world is on fire behind. Yeah, and that's yeah. what he's trying to do with all these mm-hmm. questions. I mean, it's good that someone's speaking out like, but it's clickbait in TV land. Yeah, exactly. But better than Johnny Herbert still. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he still winds me up. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah? Oh, well, I love Johnny Herbert. I think he's a legend. He's not great as a TV um, personality on it. Right. But just the way he says simulator winds me up. <laughs> what he is this? He says simulator. <laughs> and he always says that. And simulator. I don't know why, but it just gets me every time he says it. <laughs> well, now you've pointed it out, you've broken him for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so, uh, midfield. Let's cover the midfield. Yeah, sure. Um, Ferrari's looked decent early on. And Norris got a terrible start and had a good fight with Ricardo. Yeah, yes. It was nice to see Ricardo fighting back this week as well. Mm. Yeah, did you see the um, the replay from the start of Ricardo? Mm. Of how he got past Lando. Yeah, oh, that was lovely. Round outside. Yeah. Oh, which corner? Turn one. Ah, okay. That's nice. Lando tried to re- return that move, right? But then had to run straight on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ricardo was like, mm, don't think so. No. <laughs> Norris said after the race gonna, he was going to have a word with Ricardo about that because he didn't have any space. But I thought it was fair enough. Yeah, he wasn't entitled to space at that point. No. I didn't think. No. He wasn't far enough alongside. Yeah. Ricardo also passed Al- Alonso soon after, right? Oh, that was like much further on. Sorry, lap eleven. Apologies. Yeah, lap yeah. eleven. That, that was a. Uh, it was a. It was trying for five or six laps. Eventually got into the chicane, mm. um, and then I really like Lando. Lando followed them through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was really nice. And he managed to catch Alonso sleeping. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Alonso, is, uh... he was he was harvesting energy in the exit that corner. Has it seen? Yeah, yeah. That's how he said. Yeah, he was having energy, and uh, yeah, Lando just nicked up the inside, which was a really that nice move. Good. Yeah, yeah. They were saying that Alonso was too close as well, weren't they, to Ricardo? So he, he couldn't take the corner flat out because he was washing out in the area. Mm. Mm. And yeah, Lando just chucked it down the inside before he had a chance to think about it. I liked how um, Vettel also got past Alonso. I thought that was quite nice. Yeah, round the out the classic move. Round the outside of the left into turn, so you got the inside into the right. Mm-hmm. Alonso was falling right back at this point, but as we'll see later on, he um, got a decent, solid result out of it in the end. Mm. Yeah, Fidel pulled a similar move on Ocon, I think, on lap two, 
and oh, did you? on the outside, which I feel yeah, like because he was half locked up and everything as well. Yeah, he managed to make it stick. I watched that video today, actually. Yeah, it was all these moves we didn't actually see on TV, unfortunately, mm. because the TV yeah. director. Um, or at least a replay. Yeah, but I think, as I said earlier, the undercut was really strong, so Leclerc mm. managed to jump a couple of cars. And uh, Ricardo done the same, he managed to jump Gasly and Sainz. And then it all fell apart for Ferrari from there. Well, lap yeah. 15, Charles was basically, the, was he the first person to pit? He, he was the yeah. first which got him the undercut, but as you know, as you just alluded to, that was um, a disaster. In, in the end, that strategy did not work out because that car was chewing the tyres. Yeah, I'm not sure they had a choice whether or not to pit, but mm, yeah, that's the strategy a fair point. wasn't working because both the Ferraris were just chewing through the tyres quicker than anyone else. He finished 16th. Yeah, but he did do two stops. He did a late stop, which dropped him down from... I think he was only about tenth or eleventh. Still that's what put him down there. But he was yeah, complaining bitterly on the radio about. Ferrari balance. have been relatively decent, or pretty good actually, at keeping their tires in recent hmm. weeks. So I wonder if the changes have hurt them or. It could, could well be. Could be, after all this, is going to affect them more than anyone else. We'll have to see it. Red Bull ring. Yeah, because if they're bad there, they've got two bad races in there. <laughs> exactly. On the bounce. But they, they've been pretty good at their, keeping their tires in all year, and then this suddenly they were just nowhere. Well, Science was saying post race that this is a problem that he picked up on the moment he got in the car in testing. Ah. That it was not good on tires. Hmm. But obviously, the last few races haven't really held that up. But Correct. This like was saying they did. The changes from Pirelli may well have affected them yeah true Sainz finished 11th when he qualified 5th so mm. not even salvaged a point from that no Wando yeah. seemed to be on a pretty strange strategy he seemed a little bit lost in the middle of the race going really long but yeah. hindsight it was the play the blinder by yeah. getting Tim to extend his medium because he was flying on a new set of parts about 10 laps younger than everyone else yeah he was on the same strategy as Perez is I think he picked mm. on the same lap but yeah it did look the wrong move mm. certainly wasn't in the end did you see um, what did you think about Gasly Norris fighting round uh, one of the corners the long one ah, yeah. I'll find the name give me a minute here we are double droite de Basur. double double right uh, on commentary they're referring to it as Le Bose Le Bose sorry what did I say no ah, so. <laughs> yeah. Double de Bosse. But yeah. yeah. It looked a bit clumsy. It looked like something I would do in F1 2020. <laughs> where the guy goes around outside and you just stick your foot in the floor and try and mm. keep it. Uh, yeah, a bit clumsy from Gasly. Just got away with it. Yeah. I don't think it was penalty worthy, but it was uh, on the edge. If for me, I would have done the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you watch the onboard from Gasly, it's like, well, there is a massive gap there. So mm. if I just go too quick around the corner and deliberately run off at the exit, mm-hmm. I've got to keep my positions up. Norris, on, in the race, I don't know if they played the full radio clip for it. It's like Norris is saying, like, he pushed me off. But then afterwards, he goes, right, report it. To, we need to report it to the stewards or something. And then McLaren's like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking now. 
Um, he got the position at the end of the race anyway. I, th- I thought it was a bit feisty from Gasly, but I quite enjoyed it. He also yeah. um, pushed him a little wide early in the lap at the chicane on the Mistral straight. Not not as bad as that, but Gasly was fighting. I feel like after Azerbaijan, he's like, oh, I can fight back. Mm. Yeah. And we do need to see more of that in Formula 1. Yeah. Even when Norris did get past him, oh, a couple of laps later, he was still fighting it. Yeah. End of the chicane. Mm. Which I like. Bit. A little bit of moving under braking, but uh, mm. they got away with it. But it was a really good race again from Lando to yep. take fifth. Ricardo was kind of letting him past as well, but yeah. they both kind of just chewed up yeah. for everyone else after that. Yeah. I do think the McLarens seem to be the best team out there on tyres, which seemed to help them a lot. They seemed to just look after them better. Yeah, certainly they smashed their near rivals for constructor points anyway because mm, just around the time of everyone's first pit stops Ricardo was just closing in on everyone because he seemed to have tyres when everyone else's were falling off mm. Mm. that's a good point yeah I think we said earlier or actual professional pundits said earlier on that Ferrari seems to be quicker on one lap but McLaren seems to be mm. quicker over the race distance yeah and that's definitely been proven in this race mm-hmm yeah, it was going to be a close fight between the two at the end of the year, but if this is the start of problems for Ferrari, then yeah, it's not going to be a close fight at all. Mm. No, because it's a ten. Was it? No, it wasn't ten. It was more than that. It was eighteen point swing towards Oof. McLaren. Yeah, and yeah. for midfield, it's a big swing. It is, yeah. Uh, Vettel and Stroll pretty much pulled the same strategies they did at Baku to get themselves up to ninth yeah. and tenth. Good one from Stroll, considering he started all the way back there. Mm. Yeah, very good. And Vettel as well, I mean, he didn't pit till lap 38. Yeah. Um, I know he was on the hard tyres, but it was just like, when is he actually ever going to pit? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see at one point Raikkonen was trying to overtake, I think it was Hamilton. Bottas? Or was it Hamilton? I think it was Hamilton, but ooh, we could be wrong there. Yeah, it was I close. It was, but then, it was just as soon as he got in a straight line, he had no legs, but... It was very close to getting him. A, I feel like he should have. It could have forced him wide a bit more and been a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah. And he almost backed out and went for like a. Well, he'd already got ahead, so he's not really a switchback. He sort of unswitched himself to try and get a switchback. <laughs> it was kind of really weird, but then yeah, then Hamilton kept it. I, I, I can't remember what. This at all. Why <laughs> it, I watched it in the best of onboards video on the F1 YouTube channel oh, today, right. so it yeah. might not have been in the live broadcast. I, I can't work the... out what part of the race that was. I think they mentioned it on the broadcast, but they didn't show it. So I think Raikkonen must have been trying to unlap himself. It must have been Raikkonen had fresh boots, yeah. Because I remember them talking about Leclerc at that point. It was very close to Hamilton, mm. I think it was. And uh, he may try and unlap himself, but he didn't. Certainly it cost Hamilton half a second or something in this lap. Mm. Because there's a bit of side-by-side battling going on. Mm. Uh, elsewhere, midfield... Alonso managed to get to 8th, which I didn't think he would mm-hmm. on his first set of tyres because well, everyone was going past him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Norris took about 6 people on his new tyres, but we didn't see any of them on the screen. Yeah, bit of that. did a decent comeback up to 13 from the pit lane, and then George Russell managed to get up to 12. Star performer. Yeah, he... Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, sorry, that um, when Russell got up to 12th, I'm not sure how long that was before the end. I 
put a comment saying that if there's a crash between two people, <laughs> possibly Verstappen and Hamilton or whatever, that would have promoted him to the points. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously nothing happened. P12 yeah, is amazing for, performance. for that because everybody finished the race. Mm. I mean, he said it was his, he felt like it was his best performance. No, he didn't say it in F1 because he, but he said the best performance in this team or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Basically saying that he drove better in the Bahrain for the Secure Grand Prix, but other than that, this is his best performance. I think they say in commentary it was only the 10th time and everyone's ever finished a Grand Prix. Oh, really? I, I haven't checked, but I think that's what Crofty said at one point. Um, it is rare to see, really. Oh, well, no, 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 sorry, it's not. In this modern age, there's there's cars are too reliable in my opinion. But uh, maybe an element of that is we've had these rules for a while, and basically a lot of the parts yeah. were carried across for this year. Hmm. Next year, I'd like to see more cars blowing up, please. <laughs> in midfield, well, Latifi managed to get past Russell at the start. He did, and Russell very timid at the start. Very. Yeah. Um, but then just went nowhere. He ended up finishing down just in front of the Hasses. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. No, but then somewhere Russell found enough speed to get past Giovinazzi, Ocon, keep ahead of Sonoda, get past Raikkonen. Leclerc. Mm. Oh, that was Pitts, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah. But again, didn't see any of it on TV, so don't yeah. know how he yeah. did any of it. Also, Schumacher finished ahead of Mazepin, uh, but Mazepin was ahead, as we've already discussed, there was a bit of a contretemps between the two. Schumacher had to go through that yeah. skip road twice in the race, because he had to do it on lap one, I think, as well. Mm. Yeah. So, I'd like to. Interest, I'm interested to know um, how he got back ahead. If that was strategy play, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he's quicker per lap, and basically just because he lost a load of time at the start of the race. By the end of it, mm. he's just sort of caught back up again. Yeah, he, he was behind Mazepin for a long time. Yeah, um, and then all of a sudden, I just noticed that he's ahead of him by a long way. Yeah. So I don't know if there was an off or. Uh, a dodgy pit stop or what? No idea. Uh, no, the Mazepin had a thirty point nine second pit stop, which was about mm. it was on about average really. Mm. And I, I was wondering if it'd make a second stop as well because it just mm. it was so far behind, but it wasn't. No, it didn't. I think for uh, Mick, that's a couple of times he's not been happy with Mazepin and battle, but I think he's got to start getting his elbows up. Yeah, fighting back because he's a bit too timid a couple of times if Mazepin's going to be that yeah. aggressive. Yeah. I did think at the time I looked at it, I thought that was a very aggressive move by Mazepin and I would have said quite a rude move, but fair. I yeah. would agree with that, yeah. like If it wasn't teammates, I think that would have been fine, but if teammates it was on the edge, but there was no contact as such. Yeah. So. I'd agree with that. I thought it was a solid move by Mazepin. Mm. I would have forced him wide, if so to speak. Mm-hmm. But fairly quiet in the midfield. Oh, as you're alluding to, Colin, it, maybe there was stuff going on, but we just sort of... When there's a battle at the front... That's a, that's a problem with having a battle at the front. I'd rather well, have a battle at the front for the win, though, than... There wasn't a battle, though, at the time. Yeah, yeah true, like true. Second behind, just about in the DRS, but you needed to be several tenths further forward to make a move on that mm. so we'd seen it for like four or five laps in a row that that far back he wasn't going to challenge they yeah. could have switched to one of the battles and then switched back without missing anything it's fair. Well, they, they did show a couple of midfield moves in like the mini screen that they did 
Yeah. But if nothing, if no one's actually making a move at the front, yeah. I'd rather just show the front on a mini screen and switch yeah. to the midfield. That's exactly. that's how it should be used, in my opinion. It should be seen yeah. in an overtake in the mini screen thing, unless two things happen in that once. Yeah. Yeah. The F one TV direction's been a bit off all year. Uh, Monaco was also also uh, terrible, but I think oh, it's, but that's, that's a specialist. That's yeah. a specialist yeah. ones it does. But the rest of the year has been pretty poor as well. We're missing so much of what's happening that mm-hmm. that's actually entertaining. Bit I don't know. Weird one. Maybe it's like Mercedes are crumbling under the pressure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the answer is because obviously it's an F one decision to stick with the front. They're, mm-hmm. they're clearly not wanting to cut to the midfield unless they have to. Yeah, it's uh, is it FOM F O M? Yeah, yeah. That that does all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just needs to be a bit more. I don't know, thought out or just go with where the action is. I mean, have you both seen that clip? Was it from uh, Hockenheim when it's raining and Vettel goes off from the lead? Mm-hmm. Uh, was that twenty eighteen, nineteen? Eighteen, I think. Eighteen, mm-hmm. and um, they released a clip of like. The red, the the comms between like the directors and the producers and the camera people. I mean, it is mental. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not saying it's an easy job, but I do, do yeah. it better, please. They're not doing. <laughs> no, uh, I thought uh, Brundle was a bit off in this race as well. Oh, a... I didn't listen to it, so ah, uh, new on Channel Four. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was just a bit, a bit of an off race, I think, for a lot of them. Yeah, he didn't sound that interested at times. No. Uh, other times he definitely did when stuff was going on, but other times... Um, similar to what you were saying earlier about the track limits, he was talking about these the chassis, all the uh, debate over that. Oh, he was going, I'm fed up of hearing about these chassis numbers and I don't want to hear any more about it. My God. So, yeah. So, bought out some Hamilton swap chassis for this weekend, which apparently is standard for Mercedes to do it as part of the course anyway. And um, yeah, Sky made a big story out of it through mm. every single session. And Hamilton even commented on it in his post qualifying interview that you're trying to make a story out of nothing here. Yeah. And right. yeah, you're right, Bundle at the start of the race basically put a stop to it when Crofty started talking about it. Just <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not interested, just leave it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know what's going on with Sky coverage, but it just doesn't feel right this year. How much is it's it for you? I don't know. I'm I'm using my dad's Sky Go, so but I think he's like 120 quid a month for his Sky. Obviously, it's bundled with other stuff, right? With yeah, sports yeah. and things like that. But yeah, mine was about the same, but I re-signed up my contract, so it went down for a few months. Yeah, oh, okay. I think uh, if 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 Channel Four had the main feed, I'd probably switch to that. To be honest. Mm. I'm all for it, but I don't want to wait to eight o'clock at night to see the race. Well, I'm just I'm a bit greedy. Yeah. For, I'm quite greedy. I want to see it live. So, plus I like seeing all the practice as well. Even if I don't watch it, or I like to have the option. I don't like switching. So if I watch the practice, I don't want to watch Channel Four and get a different commentary team. Yeah, yeah. Sense. Whereas if it was all on that, I would probably watch it on that myself. Yeah, no, and I think the days of it all being on free to air is long gone. But Mm. Um, British Compy, you know, I do like how it's live on Channel Four. That's uh, that's lovely. <laughs> I think lovely. I'll, I'll record the Channel Four coverage. I think, but they come home. Yeah, for that one. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, 
for slapping, got the fastest lap. I don't know if there's anything yeah. else you want to say about anything you've seen in the race. Um, no, there was um, one thing that I don't know if anyone else noticed because I only saw it on a replay at the end of the race when someone was crossing the finish line. There seemed to be a load of smoke in the pit lane. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Um, I didn't see it anywhere else or what it was. It looked like someone was doing a burnout. <laughs> As a burn. Because it looked like tyre smoke, but I don't know what it was. It might have just been a flare from the crowd or something. Because yeah, we did have a big crowd. So. Yeah, big crowd. Yeah. It looked like it was on the pit lane side, you're right. But yeah. no one ever mentioned it. No. That's right. It wasn't just me then. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I was wondering if someone's car had caught fire, but I didn't. I didn't think they were all in the pit lane at that point. Yeah, they should have all been doing their in lap. Mm. Yeah, strange. It was mm. never covered. I didn't see. And that. also the the trophy. Oh yeah. Oh, I did see that little robot thing. That was weird. It's a gorilla. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's, there's a huge one that's next to the podium. Um, and it's been there for what five years, I think. And ever since then, the trophy has been that. But it is so crap. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand it. Maybe we should have uh, um, researched that before. And but I don't. I don't. It's, it it's does a look French rubbish. Um, artist who did that and a polar bear, I think it was. Ah, okay. Um, and they're part of the track, so they're like track landmarks. I uh, see. But it just it just looks so tacky. It does, doesn't it? I know. Okay, imagine uh, winning uh, the Grand Prix and that's your reward. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I noticed the last year that the gorilla was holding a Pirelli tyre, but this year yeah. he, he, he wasn't. He was just holding mid-air. So They should have had him ripping it apart with his teeth. Though, <laughs> yeah, it was good to see fans there. It was yep. yeah. nice to get some back to normality. Oh, there was one thing as well that I don't I sp- don't suppose you saw, Tom, but I don't know if you did, Colin, the pre-race where they showed the um, behind-the-scenes of McLaren footage. Couldn't see that. No, I, uh, I think they put it on YouTube as well, but I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Mm. Just a, a nice little moment, I thought, where because um, it was at, at Baku, mm. and after the race, Lando went up to Verstappen and went, maybe next time don't put it in the wall. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I, I, did, I, did, I did see that clip. Yeah. <laughs> Which the reply was just brilliant. It was just, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> But it was in, in jest between the two of them. It wasn't anything nasty, but it's good to see that kind of... Uh, that is, that is bit, funny. Bit <laughs> so, standings after the race. Hamilton is 12 behind Verstappen now. It's mm-hmm. open up quite a bit. Perez is up to third on 84. Norris is up to fourth on 76. And Valtteri is languishing on 59 points. Mm. He is... Oh, quick maths... 72 points behind Verstappen. Oh, what's yes, the what's the point of even looking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, if, you, if you're putting him up against Perez as his closest rival... Yeah, that's more important. Yeah, he's 25 points behind. A race behind. Mm. And to be honest, Valtteri yeah. doesn't look anywhere near winning a race this year. It's going to have... merit, no. Yeah, maybe, maybe in a wet race this weekend, stuff might happen. Mm. True. He did put it on pole and win the first race of the season last year at Austria. Yeah, low more, low more, something, something, something. But then, then he's average for the rest <laughs> of the year. Yeah, yeah. Not average. That's harsh. 
I'm no, sure. I think I think that's a no, no, I think that's fair. All right, fair, fair. average. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the results also do mean that Latifi is bottom in the standings behind both Hassies. I never looked um, that far down. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but I think Norris in fourth for that is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it is. To be on seventy-six points. Yeah. Has he only had one? result outside of the top five or something this year? I think so, yeah. I think one was an eighth. Yeah, and all the others have been fifth or above. Very consistent. Is he the only driver to finish in the points in every race? He... Um... Yes, uh, Perez. Ah, yeah. And... Yeah, I think Perez has been in the points every race. And Hold that thought while I look it up. Has <laughs> Gasly not been in the points in every race as well? Some more live googling, um, so, <laughs> possibly. Well, yeah. Anyway, I can look that up but while we. It's uh, definitely been the most consistent, <laughs> shall we say? Then. I've yeah. just pulled something there, and I don't know why I said it, and that's thrown run a mock. Sorry about that. It does mean also that Red Bull are thirty-seven ahead of Mercedes and Corn mm-hmm. are and Ford on one hundred and ten. They are now. Ooh, quick math, 16 points ahead of Ferrari, which they were, they got 18 this weekend, so. Yeah. And they were very good at Red Bull Ring last year as well, weren't they? Mm. Yep, Wandel got his podium yep. in the first mm. race, and second race, I think he was maybe fifth, and got the fastest lap, yeah. something yeah. like that. I've got um, a points update. Go for it. So, uh, Colin, who did you say said might have finished the points of a race? I think it was Perez, Gasly, and Norris. Right. Would you agree with that, Nick? Uh, yeah, I would agree with it. I wouldn't have said it myself because I'm <laughs> <laughs> not that clever. Gasly finished uh, P17 at Bahrain. I think oh, it did. He? I think he finished. Ah. Perez finished P11 at Imola. Oh, sorry, Dad. Ah. So Lando Norris is the only driver to finish in the points. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I should have shut up and just agreed yeah. with you. It's a bonus point for Tom, though. <laughs> yeah, well done, Tom. It's all right. So they will not get all year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the weekend results also meant that Williams jumped ass uh, in ninth. So that is the fiercest construction battle. I want updates on this every <laughs> race, please. Yeah. Still at zero points, but they're, yeah. they're fighting it out for a few million pounds. Yeah, there must be about yeah. three or four million pounds between them. Which I don't, I don't know how much of a difference that'll make. But Looking the amount that, of damage though. that uh, Schumacher and Mazepin's doing, they do probably <laughs> yeah. need it. Yeah, I think it makes more of a difference for Haas than it does for Williams. Yeah, yeah. Money-wise, at the moment, Alpha on them two points is a shocker. Hmm. Yeah. They, we thought that they were going to look good. I know. Week. <laughs> and uh, it's just not happened. No. Yeah, the, odd, actually, Alpha, because they, they do kind of look steady. Just They always end up being just outside the points. Yeah, P13. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know if they finished there this time, but or what their technical average is, but it feels like they're in that range every time. Yeah. I mean, Giovinazzi, mm. was he even mentioned this race? Uh, no. no. Or qualifying. I don't even know yeah, what he, happened to him or where he finished. Tenth in qualifying, wasn't he? No. No. Was, was, it? It? was that last time? That was last time. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. No, he was thirteenth. P thirteen. <laughs> That's where Alpha <laughs> made us belong. Yeah. Hmm. 
That's uh, yeah, strange. Yeah, at least they're ahead of Williams and Haas this year. Ah, but two points yeah. is not not a good gap because <laughs> all it takes is a topsy turvy race and Willie yeah. and, Will, and has to finish fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the season over. I'm uh, to be fair, if Mazepin didn't really see him do anything too silly this weekend. No, it was also to be fair. Seemed to be really slow in the race after a Mick back through, but we didn't see him spin or going to the wall. And if he did, that wasn't shown. So he's improving. Yeah, but just, it's just not enough. It's damning with faint praise that. Yeah, oh, he's doing well because he didn't crash this week. It's not. <laughs> it's not a strong praise, but he made it through Monaco without crashing. He made it through yeah, Baku without crashing, and he's made it through Paul Ricard. I mean, well, gotta give him that. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna take that away from yeah, him. You're not, you're not enjoying him in my endorsement here. I think I can... I'm just bitter that he got the drive in the first place. I just don't yeah. think he was deserving of it over the other choices available. Yeah, yeah. the main issue. Not mm. so much that he's not good enough for F1. I just don't think he's ever good enough to be good in F1. That's an important distinction and one I sign up for. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did show pace in F two, so yep. We we'll see how he is next year because he's mm. uh, he's got to drive for life now, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> With the money that his dad's pouring into the team, unless someone else richer comes along. Um, if nothing happens, they'll get bored and they'll go to WEC or yeah, IndyCar else. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Stirling Grand Prix this weekend. Um, slight change to the track. Hmm? It's that way around. I was trying to work out if it was Austrian or Styrian first. I think it's Styria first. It is. You're yeah, the Ste- yeah. Steermark. Steermark. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say German language. It's not German language, is it? It's Austrian. No, it's very similar. It's very similar. Uh, it's that part of the world. Yep. <laughs> nice part where, of the world. Where you get good beer and nice sausages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the slightly tweaked track for this weekend of taking away the curbs and the sausage curbs and the exit turn six, uh, which I think just means that everyone's going to abuse the track limits there, and we'll have to hear about that constantly. Yep. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Runoff there, though, is there? It's pretty much just grass anyway. Yeah. So. Good track, though. Good track. Yeah. Yep. One of my favourites. Which, the... When I was growing up and it was the A1 ring, it was one of my yep. least favourites. Oh, I, f- no. I feel like, honestly, the fact that maybe a load of other tracks in F1 are rubbish, therefore this, <laughs> this feels a bit better than it maybe is. Ooh, I love it though now, but mm. it, when in, the, in the early noughties, I was like, oh, get rid of this rubbish place, it's boring. Um, yeah, I seem to remember that the time when kind of Riken and Herbert were in the Saubers. Um, yeah, you never used to see much happen apart from the odd crash at yeah. his turn Lap two, one. but they call turn three. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, it used to be called turn two. Mm. Fun fact, it's now changed to turn three. Yeah. But to me, after turn one, the track goes slightly right and slightly left. So if you call that slightly left turn three, isn't that technically turn four and therefore isn't turn two turn five? <laughs> <laughs> no, quite possible. Or oh, turn yeah. four. Damn, I've ruined the whole joke. <laughs> Uh, if you look at the map, that yeah, 
doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. Yeah, I don't know what you no. mean, though. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. Uh, what do we think this weekend? Home race, two home races in a row for Red Bull. Yeah, two wins. That's my prediction. Two wins. They've right. never been that strong around Austria, though. Well, last year, the uh, first race, Max didn't make it around. His engine blew. He has won it before, though. He yeah. did, against Leclerc. When Mercedes were struggling for a couple of years at this track. Mm. But last year, the dominated, was that didn't it? It was really hot, I think, that was. Yeah, it, it was. when it's hot. Mm. There's a lot of talk about rain, which means, which means it'll be bone mm. dry. <laughs> and that's reminded yeah. me, in the race, wasn't Ted Kravitz... Then they go to Ted Kravitz for a rain update, and I just thought, well, that means it's not going to rain. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I actually so, did see that bit on the sky. But it's, it's convoluted what we're going to it, but yeah. Yeah, so the weather forecast for the weekend, Friday, thunderstorms, Saturday, rain, Sunday, scattered thunderstorms. But it's going to be dry. Yeah, it's going to be dry. It's going to be warm, 23, 24, and 27, but you're right, none of that will happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 100% chance of rain Friday, 70% for Saturday, and it's the same for Sunday. By the way, if it doesn't um, rain on the Sunday, rain on the Friday will mean that practice is all over the place. So they won't get good data, so it could make for an interesting race either way. Yeah, yeah. but if, ev- if no one gets good data, it doesn't mix up the order, I don't think. <laughs> you know, if it was like, oh, Red Bull mm, yeah. don't get good data, but everyone else does, you'd be like, ooh, what's going to happen here? Yeah. And then you get the, the team that makes a lucky guess. True. Who can suddenly stand out? Yeah, true. They could, you know, Haas could get that podium. <laughs> I think mm. uh, if it is raining, one to watch is Ocon because I think he had his best qualifying last year when it was raining. They did. Yeah. Yep. So he's he's my one to watch if it is wet. Everyone says that science is the rainmeister. It was a bit all over the place at Imola though. Mm. But keep an eye on him. That's my tip. If it's wet. Well, Which I have is two not predictions be. for the weekend then. Go on. One is that. Max will win if it's wet, and Lewis will win if it's dry. Ooh. And if it's mixed, I have not got a clue. <laughs> Schumacher. <laughs> I was still Max, regardless. Whatever happens. Mm. No, I do think Lewis is going to win. And I, well, that'd be interesting. Uh, I would like that because it'd be interesting for the championship. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a bit worried about Mercedes, so I think Max will probably win. I just uh, seem to have the legs on Mercedes at this point. Uh, I think there's, I think it could be a pretty dominant run until the summer break. I hope it isn't. I hope you're right, Nick, and it keeps it more mm. exciting. But can't even look past Max. Please be right, Nick. Please be right. Yeah. <laughs> Is, isn't it weird that we're actually rooting for Lewis? That is weird. I haven't, I haven't rooted Lewis, for Lewis since mean... like 2007, 2008. <laughs> Yeah, just that normally he's the one that you want someone else to win for a change. And yeah. Like, well, I hope Lewis wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is a sign yeah. of a good year. It is. Really. Uh, also this weekend, we've got Brands Hatch Indy, Maturin Cars. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. Now we said, oh, I said, sorry, that because of the championship ballast scenario, that Shedden should be on pole every race now until he's the leader of the championship. So that's what's going to happen. Hmm. It's also on ITV3. Oh, yes. So, cha- I keep I forgetting. haven't changed. No, I keep forgetting as well. I need to check if I get ITV3. Uh, but yeah, it's moving. That's for... a weird choice. I don't know why it's moving. I don't know. Must, must be some other spot. 
they did say that um, some of the football has been on ITV4, so it might be to do with that. It won't be a live game though, will it? So it'll be like some magazine show about oh, behind <laughs> the scenes with the players, or it might be like World Badminton Tournament. Like, all oh, right, British Tournament goes on ITV3, uh, where basically all we do is show repeats of Poirot all day, normally. Yeah. yeah what is ITV3? It's just old murder shows. It's what? my mum's favourite channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's so exactly for that target market. Yep. Do you like murder? Are you of a certain age? ITV's got you covered, <laughs> but without gore. Brilliant. Midsummer yeah. murders, power murder she wrote. That's it. So, murder she wrote just gives me the jealous. <laughs> I watched so much of that as a kid and I didn't worry. <laughs> so <But> anyway. <laughs> on ITV four this weekend in the morning we have a uh, two episodes well we've got two episodes of River Monsters. Back to back. Don't mind that. Then we've got two um, episodes of Monster Carp back to back. Is that fishing? Fishing, yep. And then we've got the Tour de France. So it's the Tour de France. Ah, it's the Tour de France. That's why he's being bumped. Um, Why is it always the touring character bumped? Why not put the Tour de France on ITV3? Why move (laughs) the thing (laughs) to put that in? It'll be on viewing figures, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at least it still has a, a live broadcast. Correct, correct. Biggest cap chooses. Mm-hmm. And ITV have been absolutely brilliant with their broadcast of the touring cars. So yep. Can't rumble Considering it's 30 cars, uh, they catch a lot more of the action than uh, Formula 1 does. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. That they show the whole day as well. Yeah, 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 yeah true. Yep. They don't yeah. have to do that. No, they don't. And at least, uh, at least someone's paying for the touring cars. Yep. 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 You Cheers, won't get anyone else. Yeah, you won't get anyone else paying for it. So just sort mm. the online stuff out properly. Well, maybe that's more of a British joint thing than an ITV thing. Uh, mm. One thing I did actually want to clear up from last podcast as oh. well is I did say about a driver called Kian Dewis. Yeah. Mm. And I got it totally wrong because I clearly wasn't paying that much <laughs> attention. He was in the Carrera Cup, not the Genetas. Ah, uh. but he's still the star pick, and the name is right. Uh, yes. Kian Dewis. But yeah. Well, thank you for a reminder because I had forgotten. I do need to watch Carrera <laughs> Cup. Because you know, there's this guy, and the, there's a good battle this year between is it mm-hmm. King and Kamish. So, yeah, ice peeled for that. I think um, there is Porsches at Silverstone this year, but I don't know for the Grand Prix, but I don't know what series it that's is. That's just it's Super Cup. Super Cup, yeah, is it? That? Oh, okay, that's like um, European level. Is that where Kreese is going? Yeah, Michael Kreese is racing in it, so keep your eyes peeled ah. for him. I wanted to say Michael Epps as well for some reason, but I don't think he is. I don't think he's got any money to do it. I think I was getting mixed up with Creed. Did he try and turn into American and it all fall through? I don't know. He did really well in the um, sim racing at one point. Oh, he did, yeah. Yeah, I still, I still think he dabbles in that. But, mm. um, Twitch, Twitch career, that's the future. Mm. Yeah. Well, you could definitely make money out of it, but, but that's for another time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my, my Twitch account isn't definitely making any money. <laughs> I did see that the podcast is now on YouTube again. Yeah, I noticed that one. Uh, yes, but it's not on the podcast channel. <laughs> it's on my personal <laughs> one. Because for some reason, the podcast channel won't link to the account properly. Fair but enough. my personal <laughs> one will. So yeah, we are on YouTube. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Final Corner Pod. Ooh, yeah. Where um, there was three followers, which is us three. So, if you enjoy the podcast and uh, want to know when a new one comes out, Ash. Ash. Yep. 
Oh no, Ash already follows it. We've got four followers. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, anyone else wants to follow it, that'd be great. Um, also, uh, if you want to leave us a review somewhere, that get boosts the traffic as well, which would be would be nice. Um, but any more for any more, you guys? Just Nothing God and are going to win everything this weekend. God and Shedden's going to win everything. It's not going to rain, but there's lots of racing to watch. Let's so all enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. Triple header for Formula 1 as well. Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend in terms of watching. Oh, yeah, oh. damn, I've got loads of plans and stuff. Oh well, let's cancel <laughs> them all. Watch racing instead. It's a football yeah. on the weekend as well. Yeah. In terms of... Oh. I think England will be playing on Sunday, if I'm right. Right, so that's a lot to fit in. Yeah, and uh, I think it's either Germany or Portugal you probably play in, depending on the result of the match that's happening right now. I may have to double screen some things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, England are playing on Tuesday, 29th. Oh, that's right. So someone will be playing on Sunday, but it's not England. Could have been Scotland, but fortunately not. Oh, there was one thing I wanted to throw out there as well, purely because I think I will forget in time for the next podcast. Uh, Sam Smelt. Mm. About how, let's say, poor he's been. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, did you think it could be a consequence of Speedworks only ever having one, uh, could be. one car? Could be, but I'm not convinced it's purely that. Oh, no, I don't. I don't think it's helping. Yeah, I think that's fair. Good point. But he was have they nowhere. Got the engineering extent. team. Absolutely have they nowhere. got the support for him? Yeah, we don't know what yeah. the engineering team is. If they've got enough person, yeah. Because yeah. Ingram took at least his main race engineer, and I don't know if anyone else went with him as well. I'm not sure. I don't yeah, know who their personnel before. would be from that. I suppose they did run a GT4 team last year. I don't know if they're doing that this year as well. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. But I don't have anything yeah, to ask. probably more. We'll see how he does this weekend. <laughs> yes, Brent's actually. But I just wanted to throw it out there because I would have forgotten. No, well, I'll be keeping my eyes on Sam Smelt more than I ever would. <laughs> and he's yeah. really rear wing. And he's bendy rear wing. Rear wing. I think I said that first. I'm <laughs> <laughs> excited for this weekend. And uh, we'll be back with oh, a double show. How exciting! Yeah, four hour epic, everybody's dropping. <laughs> yeah, Ho- hopefully one of them is boring and then we can just run Rattle through, through them. it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, studying Grand Prix for Formula One and Brand Hatch Indy for the British Touring Cars. And we'll be back next week to wrap it all up. So, thanks again for joining me and thank you for downloading. And give us a follow on Twitter if you enjoy the show. Smashing, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you next week. Au revoir.